Hi, this is Georgina Terry. Welcome to another episode of Tea Chatter. Today we're going to be listening to Graham Street from Cyclo Club and Carrie Litka, cyclocross racer and member of Team Terry, as they talk about cyclocross racing. Cyclocross is one of the fastest growing segments of bicycle racing in the United States. It takes place in the fall, usually on a short circuit, maybe half an hour to an hour in length. It's a great family sport. Great for aerobic workouts because not only are you riding, but you're running as well. And you're doing it on a bicycle that kind of looks like a road bike, but really isn't. There's a lot to this sport, and there's some good reasons why it's catching on so fast. So with that said, I'll turn it over to Carrie and Graham. Hey, fellow Everyday Cyclists and club members. This is Graham Street, and today we have the privilege of having Carrie Litka uh, on the phone with us. We're going to be doing a uh, quick interview and consult or information about uh, women's fitness, women's cycling, and cyclocross. Uh, as many of you know, uh, this time of year, as is September, moving into October, cyclocross becomes a very popular topic. And a lot of you may be a little bit mystified about what cyclocross is. Uh, you know, is it just about racing? Is it just about training? You know, is it some funky-looking bike? Carrie and I want to go over a lot of that information and also help the women listeners understand that uh, whether you want to do cyclocross racing or not, using a cyclocross bike and the style of training that's associated with it can be an awesome tool for you as a female to improve your fitness, uh, to begin to drop body fat if you're stuck with your metabolism. And I know a lot of my, you know, my, my female uh, members in the club are. You're looking for a fresh, fun way to kind of reinvent yourself on the bike. From my point of view, and I, I know from Carrie's point of view here in a second, uh, it's probably the ultimate on feeling like a kid again on a bike. Carrie, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Let's, uh, let's catch our listeners and members up a little bit about yourself. What kind of riding do you do, and, uh, and why do you ride? Well, I ride because it's fun, and I think it's probably the best form of exercise. And I ride road and cyclocross. And you, and you do you race? I do, yes. I race for Team Terry, and I've been racing for 10 years now. Well, I know Georgina very well, so she speaks very highly of you. In fact, that's how we met. Um, i got a couple questions for you. What, how would you define cyclocross as different from any other type of riding? Uh, cyclocross is different because it's the one form of riding where getting off the bike and running is a mandatory part of it. Right. So it gives. it really is a form of cross-training as, as a means of using alternative exercises. And the, uh, the event itself is a very high-intensity effort. You're, you're going all out as hard as you can go for half an hour. So you're, you're definitely working different energy systems, and you're getting a really great workout in in a very short period of time. Yeah, it sure is. I just started crossing, what, I think two years ago. And to be honest with you, the only reason that I race is so I have a reason to train on my cross bike. <laughs> I like to race, and uh, you know, but it's, I'm not a quote-unquote racer. I'll do a couple this year, but I think what I enjoy most is the variability of what a cross bike offers me. So I could go out. When I would typically go out, you know, in September, October for a road ride, I now take my cross bike, and I'm on the road, I'm off the road, I'm in parks, I'm in quarries. I mean, just yesterday, I mean, I went on about a two-hour ride, and I was all over the place and doing things that you would never do on a road bike or uh, not as extreme as a mountain bike. I'm a mountain biker as well, and sometimes the mountain biking just gets a bit too dangerous for me. So something kind of in between there is really fun, and I, th- I found cross really to have all of those things kind of wrapped up together. 
Yes, definitely. It really, it really is. It's, it's perfect for this time of year, especially with the, the darkness factor. Or for anybody that works a full time job and you're getting out of work at five and the sun's going down at six, you know, you take your cross bike over to a park where maybe there's some lights and you can you can get a great workout in and you're not putting yourself at risk of being on the roads. Exactly. Well, you you brought up a really great point there. You know, one of the biggest problems I have with all of my members, male, female, it doesn't matter any age bracket is Graham. I just don't have a lot of time to train. I'm dead. You know, work is kicking my butt. My kids, I got this, I got that, I got little league. Uh, I'm just not getting my road time in. I used to do two hours of this, three hours of that. You know, how do I get my fitness, especially with the hours or the light hours of the day getting tighter? And I'm like, look, you know, this is when cyclocross becomes just awesome because you can go out on a cyclocross bike if you know what you're doing. We're going to go over a couple workouts that you've given me here on paper uh, in a minute. But you can go out. And within 45 minutes or less, I mean, you can do a workout that's going to have huge benefit to your metabolism. Even if you're just looking to get fit, I mean, you, you can really go out and have a kick-butt workout in 45 minutes or less, yes? Yeah, definitely. And, and I think it actually comes in at a great time of year because anybody who's been rate training all through the spring and summer when we have a lot, of, a lot of time and a lot of hours after work and you're going out and you're doing a lot of longer, more aerobic efforts, um, you get kind of stale, and, yeah. and as you know, your body, you need to keep introducing new things to your body to keep your body, you know, responding to the stimulus. Right. So after a summer of lots of long, easier intensity rides, suddenly it's getting dark out, and you're doing really short, really intense workouts, and your metabolism's getting a little jump start, and you're no longer stale, and you're actually going into, like, a new period of your own fitness. Okay, describe the cross scene for me. I know it in my own mind, but you're obviously a, more of a kid. You're a cat two crosser, so you're in and around it all the time. Describe the scene for me. Well, it's um, it's very laid back. If you want to be laid back for for the top pros in the country, it can be very intense. But the thing about cross is it's very grassroots. Um, it's about people who just love riding their bikes and having fun, coming together, and just celebrating. Um, a cross atmosphere is it's very much like a family picnic you know it's it's got something for everyone and you know the races are always in parks or they're at schools they're, they're in self-contained areas where it's great for spectators it's great for families um you know everyone's there cheering and racing and you'll have people having tailgate parties and barbecues and you have beer tents it's it's just a it's a real good carnival kind of atmosphere and it's very welcoming to anyone at any level of riding yeah, we, you and I were talking about that before the interview and saying how open cross is to beginners. So if you're kind of on the fence about racing, and I know a lot of us are, um, cross is such a great intro to being more competitive on the bike. Or I think going again back to that point of, like if you take me, for example, I do cross races. Again, I'm going to compete. I'm going to do it the best that I can, and I'm looking to always improve myself. But I like to do the cross races because it gives me a goal to work for my training. It gives me a new way of training, and I like to have that variety. I think a lot of uh, male or female, but women in particular, kind of get on the fence about racing, and uh, maybe it's too intimidating, or I'm going to get hurt, or, or people are going to laugh at me if I can't you know, place in a certain order, if I place dead last. The thing with cross is no one cares. I mean, you could be, you could be in the race, and because of you know, these closed-circuit loops that everyone can see, no one really knows where you are. So you could be dead last, and people think you're actually in first. When you cross the line... I, I, I remember my first cross race. I, I think I placed like 30th or something. And I didn't care. I had so much fun. I said, this is for me. I felt like a kid again on that bike. And, of course, I made tons of mistakes and fell over and did this and did that. But 
so what? It's so much different than a road race where everything seems to be much more intense. Uh, there's almost that kind of snobby feel to it. I don't want to classify just roadies like that. Obviously, I'm a 23-year-old roadie, so I know the mentality a little bit. And racing kind of get a little bit itchy, but with cross, it seems so much more casual. And with me and my two kids and my wife, you know, bringing them to a road race, like, yeah, yeah, you know, we'll see you at the start, we'll see you at the end, and we're just kind of sitting there waiting in between. With a cross race, there's my wife and my kids, you know, hanging out on a corner or on the dirt area or whatever, and they're seeing me like 30 times as I'm going around and around them. And they love it. It's so much more interactive for the family. It definitely is. The, the thing also for, for new riders is that there there are category levels for, for every level, every age group. And unlike road racing where the categories are very clearly defined, um, in cyclocross, you know, you can sort of self-select. So somebody who, say, is 45 years old, has the option of doing a 45-plus age group race where they're only racing against people that are over 45, or they can do a beginner race, which would be all beginners who have never raced before. They often have beginner master's level races, so everyone in the race is over the age of 35 and it's their first race. So you don't have to worry about going up against people who have more experience than you. You don't have to worry about, like you said, oh, they're going to see me if I come in last. The thing about cross is everybody's there because it's a big party on bikes. Everyone is cheering for every rider. It yeah. doesn't matter where they are in the course. You're going to have people screaming for yeah, you. That is really cool. I want to talk a little bit more about women-specific. Um, do you see a, a lot more women or women categories coming into cross? Yes. When I started racing cross in 2000, at any given race, there was one available race for women, and that all women raced together. It didn't matter if you were a professional or if it was your first time. And in the past eight years, it has grown so much that, Every race now is offering an A women's race, which is the elite women, and then a B women's race, which is for you know beginners and intermediates. You're starting to get masters level races, um, and for the the difference between the beginner women races and the intermediate and elites is, is the time difference. And the one thing that I'm seeing is the average age of women who are coming into cross is is higher than what you get in road racing. Um, it's not unusual to see women in their 40s and even 50s racing cross. We have a woman in New England who's over 60 who started racing cross a few years ago because she thought it looked like it would be fun. Right. And, you know, that's, that is becoming a very common demographic now. Right. It's coming to, uh, becoming a common demographic across the boards. I mean, when I break down my membership, you know, well over half are over the age of 40, male or female. It's so great to see so many more active masters or beginner riders coming in over the age of 40 and really engaging themselves. And again, from my point of view, doing what I do uh, for Cycle Club, it doesn't matter to me if, if the member races or not. All that matters to me is you know picking something that keeps you invigorated, that keeps it fun, that allows you to gain strength and fitness, and head toward whatever, towards whatever goals they may be. And why I was excited to speak with you is that a lot of the women that I speak with in the club, and again, I speak with a lot of them, a lot of them get frustrated with, you know, they get so focused on trying to, to lose weight or gain strength or stay with the fast group or hang with the guys. And I, I think a lot of them 
they get so frustrated, they get really down on themselves. I do a lot of consulting with, with women about that. In fact, I got two or three more of those, and I know that they're going to be just like that today. And I'm not trying to classify women only in that category, but they so much want to excel in. I think sometimes they, they lose their reason for why they ride. They get so focused on the weight loss or whatever it's going to be that they can't get it, almost like a, a watch pot never boils. And from my point of view, something like cyclocross is a great solution because now you're sitting here learning about dismounting the bike and remounting it. There's a little bit of running involved. There's a little bit of, you know, technique involved. There's higher intensity. All these things kind of take your mind off all the other stuff. And I see a lot of women that are doing cross getting in awesome shape. <laughs> Just awesome Oh, definitely. Shape. Yeah. And the thing about cross is because it's very skill-specific. I mean, it's not as um, technically demanding as mountain biking. No. But it requires a different set of bike handling skills than road riding. And if you're racing cross or you're training for cross and you're focusing on the skills, you kind of you stop focusing on the intensity, the riding. Did I do 20 minutes at a certain heart rate? That kind of goes out the window, and you're just focusing on getting around the course. And what you'll discover with cross is in many situations, as you pick up speed, the skills become easier. The sections that are tr- technical and tricky to ride get easier to ride. You know, the, the barriers become easier. And so your incentive to go faster is that the overall experience of riding around the course becomes smoother and more enjoyable. And you don't even realize, well, I'm also going harder, and so I'm getting a better workout at the same time. Now, you do, uh, I think, Georgina, give me a little bit of background about you, but I know you do, obviously, do high-end cross racing. You also do road racing? Yes. And you also used to be a triathlete or still are a triathlete? I'm actually a new triathlete. This is the first year for triathlon. So you like I was a runner when I was in college right. before bikes. Do you find any change in your physical appearance or how you feel when you're in cross as compared to anything else you're doing? Um. I actually find it's a lot easier to stay lean during cross season. Um, I very frequently fall into the trap during road season of just doing lots of long rides that are aerobic and effort. I do do intensity from racing, and I'll do intensity from workouts, but the workouts start to get the same, you know, after, say, June. You know, I'm doing the same thing all through July and August just because I'm racing for road. And when I switch to cross, even though I'm racing and riding uh, less hours during the week, right. it's much easier to maintain a lower weight, and I find that I'm leaner because that high-intensity stuff is just, it's really uh, puts your body through, you know, quite the rigor after a race, and I don't have to really worry so much about, oh, well, I didn't get my three-hour ride in today, so, you know, that's going to affect things. Um, I, I've I get pretty lean during cross season when I'm racing. So do I. I think most people do. That's. Uh, I was hoping you were going to say that. I figured that you would because I know that it's true. And the women listeners that are listening to this, that's one of the reasons why I asked to speak with Carrie is that, again, it's my job to find solutions for problems. And the problems that I get are, you know, Graham, my, my metabolism just gets stuck. And, of course, for years now I've been promoting one of the things that women especially need to focus on is intermittent, high-intensity, uncomfortable efforts because women do tend to fall into that category, especially of that kind of, you know, endurance queen. They do just nothing but endurance miles, longer miles, more miles, more endurance, but they don't really break things down to much, much smaller chunks of training to really ramp up, I mean really ramp up, that intensity for small periods of time. It doesn't have to be every ride, and nor should it be for cross or otherwise. It should be systematic, typically once to twice per week tops, you should be doing what I would call high-intensity training. And that high-intensity training is very short in duration, very goal-specific, and that ramp-up in intensity is what causes the chemical stimulus in your body to get leaner. 
and doing again. I think we we've all been duped into believing that hey, I go out on my bike, I've got my polar heart rate monitor, I did 50 miles, I burned you know 2,400 calories, I you know I, I depleted this you know food today or I restricted this meal today, and boom, I should lose weight. And a lot of women get very frustrated over time when that doesn't work anymore. And it's all because you know on on paper that looks all fine and dandy, but when it comes to the human body. Uh, it just doesn't work like that. And cross is kind of a fun, fresh way to re-stimulate that system. The other thing about cyclocross is that it incorporates more of your upper body in than just straight road cycling. Right. It engages a lot of your, your core muscles and your upper body, so you will be building strength in the upper body in theory building muscle mass, which is also going to increase your metabolism. So just, just all of the dynamic of, you know, the the technical skills, the getting off the bike, getting on the bike, carrying the bike, um, it it requires a different type of strength than you would need in road riding, and it really does give you more of a total body workout. Yeah, true. What, what, what you know, I think you're going for your exercise physiology degree as we speak, yeah. you know? Yeah. So you're going to be right on board with, with my kind of thing, which is, you know, really my goal with cycle core training in the club is to not just get you strong, but to, but to get you functionally strong. So going to the gym and lifting, you know, traditional weights with squats and presses and all that, I'm not really interested in that. If you want to be a stronger cyclist, a leaner cyclist, I need to get you functionally fit. And cross is kind of the 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 epitome of what all that means because if you're not functionally fit, your core, your low back, your flexibility, uh, your your you know uh, your agility, all those things we take for granted, especially as roadies. I mean, roadies are are famous for it. They get so one dimensional. It's all either about their miles or being on the bike. And of course. It's been my job over four years to convince them otherwise, get the heck off the bike every now and then, add in the core work, add in the flexibility so when you get back on the bike, you can reap those rewards. And I think cross is a great way to do that. So with that in mind, let's, let's talk a little bit about some examples from you on what your training looks like. What, what would a cycle cross workout look like for you? Um, cross workout, well, generally it's never more than an hour. And that's that's because when I get done at the end of the day with work or school, whatever I have, I only have an hour of daylight to work right. with. So uh, about a 10-minute warm-up, just easy intensity riding. Um, typically, I would, like, ride on the road to a park where I'm going to do the workout, and that's my warm-up. And then when I get to the destination, which I, I tend to do it, like, over soccer fields and baseball fields, um, I'll do some skills work where I'll practice dismounts and remounts for, let's say, 10 or 15 minutes. And that's just to work on, um, you know, the the skill and, you know, your body builds muscle memory of getting on and off the bike because you want to be able to do it quickly and at speed in a race. So I'll do about 10 or 15 minutes of that. And then I'll actually do the, um, the interval training portion of the workout, which would be things like maybe anywhere from one to three minutes all out, very, very hard intensity, um, then recover for an equal amount of time, so one or th- one to three minutes, and then repeat that, and then do that for say twenty to twenty-five minutes, because that's really what you're doing in a race: is you're going hard, um, but you're going to have to back off in certain portions of the course and then go hard again. So it replicates right. that, and then you know maybe work on some sprinting because in the sport you do need to be able to sprint. Um, at various points in the race, and then cool down and and go home. And, you know, usually I'm riding home as the sun's going down, but I felt like I rode a lot more than I did in just that one hour because of the intensity. Right. You know, I I love those kinds of workouts. They're so much fun. You know, you go out and you're not just riding anymore. You're you're what what we would call in the club, we would call it chunking. So you take the same 60-minute ride that you've done 50 million times, 
and now you change your perspective how to use the ride. You segment it into areas. And, of course, you can use intervals within that. You can use technique work within that. You can use sprint work within that, climbing, muscular strength, muscular endurance. But basically that same 60-minute loop, you could do 20 times in a row, and every time you do it, it changes. And a cross bike is really famous for that. You can really go out and take the same old boring loops around your neighborhood, and boom, totally different each time. And I think that's what, for me, that's what the attraction is with something like cross because, you know, like today, for instance, my wife and kids are going to be getting in the car and they'll be driving over to a big park, which is about, you know, 15, 20 miles away from us. And we're going to be having a picnic there. And I told them, I said, well, I'm going to take the cross bike and I'm going to head over and meet you there. So I'll be on the road and then off the road and then on the road. And all the way over, it's the same you know, route that I've taken many times, but I'll work on different things as I get there. So once I am there, I've completed multiple different tasks, multiple different intensities, and that allows me to build that fitness. And for guys or girls, I mean, talk about a fresh new way to look at things. So if you're bored on a bike and you're just, you've been doing it for year after year and you've put you know, 6,000 miles on this summer or whatever it is, Something like a cross bike. I mean, again, you can get cross bikes really cheap now. You can get them fully kitted out. Uh, what, what kind of bike are you riding anyway? Right now, I don't have a cross bike. <laughs> I, I used to ride an independent fabrication, but um, the Terry Precision is actually releasing their brand new women's specific cyclocross bike next week at Interbike, oh. and that will be the bike that I ride. Is that a, is that a new bike for her? Because I've, I've never heard her selling a cross. Bike. It is a brand new bike. Um, we actually. Georgina and myself and Richard Swin, who is her frame builder, we started developing it in July of this year, and it's kind of progressed, and it's going to be the first-ever women-specific cyclocross bike. What makes it women-specific? It's smaller, and in the sport of cyclocross, uh, bike handling is put at a premium when you're riding on uneven terrain and doing a lot of the courses. And with with the smaller bikes that somebody like myself would ride, because I'm under five feet tall, um, you can't have 700C wheels. I know Georgina is a big proponent of the different wheel sizes. And on the road, people can make arguments for why 700C works for everyone. In cyclocross, you can't do it. You know, there's a reason why mountain bikes have 26-inch wheels. So it's going to have uh, 26-inch wheels on the smaller sizes to accommodate shorter top tubes so that smaller women can race cyclocross on a bike and not have to worry about things like toe clip overlap, which is a problem that I faced when I was racing because my bike just didn't really work with the larger wheels. Right, right. Well, cool. I definitely look forward to that because, <laughs> I, again, I, I, I'm getting more and more questions from women cyclists asking me, you know, what kind of cross bike should I be buying, and that's really not my job. I mean, I, I can point them in a direction, but I don't know the best answers. I never have. So having Georgina as an outlet is always good, and it's good to know that she'll be doing that because I think uh, – I keep, you know, every time I come back to cross, I see it get bigger and bigger and bigger. I mean, they keep on having to add new categories and dimensions just to fill the demand. I th- from, from my point of view, I believe the, the reason why there's this huge influx of people coming back into or into cross for the first time is simple. People are looking for an outlet to feel like a kid again. They're looking for that fun again. I think with life being the way that it is for a lot of people and work stress and all, the, all these other things, you've got to have something you look forward to on the weekends or something that you know, makes you feel young again. And Cross does that. It really does. So guy or girl, again, something to look into. You can get a really inexpensive bike. Go online. There's tons of used bikes. If you just can't afford a lot, you'll, you'll be surprised how many used bikes are available. Um, think outside the box. Try new stuff. Carrie, I want to ask you just, a couple, just one quick question before we go. If you had any advice for female cyclists uh, to get more fit 
give me one or two suggestions on what it would be. To get more fit? Uh, to get more, you know, uh, get more results off the bike. More I get, results I get the, the bike? question all the time. I sure would like to have someone else's opinion. <laughs> I honestly think you have to keep doing different things. Um, my experiences have become this. I do the exact same workouts at the same time of year, year after year after year. I do not progress. I stay the same. Right. I purposefully do different things different years. Um, I've done a variety of different training this year i was doing triathlon uh the past few years i was doing a lot of running in the off season in previous years i've raced cyclocross and by constantly changing things and picking different types of training i feel i keep getting to a higher and higher higher level and i've i've yet to have reached a peak where i say this is the best i'm ever going to be this is the fittest i'm ever going to be every year i see gains Right. So, and to me, I think it's doing different things. So, for doing things like cyclocross, if you've never done it, um, that's to me the number one thing is definitely doing things differently. Right. Are you doing more off the bike work now? Um, I fluctuate between that. I I do a lot of yoga, or at least I have in the past. Um, this year, I've been doing a lot of swimming and running because I wanted to get into triathlon racing. Right. And I'm working on finding the balance between how much time I can spend off the bike and not have it hinder my cycling. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I, cycling is still one of my favorites because it is, it's the one area where I can feel like a kid again and just ride around my neighborhood. And, um, but I, do, I try to do as much as possible because I want total body fitness. I want to be strong. I don't want to have imbalances and you know i'm getting a little older where things are starting to creep up that weren't there before so i have to keep on top of those things right yeah yeah make sure when we get off the phone i'll i'll set you up with some five minute core workouts that you can okay, uh, great. throw in there which is perfect for cross i mean again at the end of the day i think i like it because it's short sweet and to the point and uh when you're pressed for time um and you want to stay fit or, more importantly, accelerate your fitness or just, you know, get a fresh outlook on who you are and, and why you ride, it's always something to do. So whether our listeners decide to hop on a cross bike or, or just at least think outside the box with their current method of riding a road bike or mountain bike, uh, I think it's a benefit. So, Carrie, I can't thank you enough for, for being here. I, I'm sure that all the listeners have gotten great uh, pleasure to listen to you and definitely look to have you back. I, I it would be my pleasure. This was a wonderful opportunity. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, thank you. Cheers. 